Hey, listeners, tighten those earbuds, turn up those speakers, and tune in closer for the highly anticipated Carry On podcast. Carry On is a lifestyle podcast providing 21st century perspective on business, financial, family, and life matters. Carry On illuminates ways extraordinary people are bringing kindness into their communities and work in ordinary and extraordinary ways. It is now streaming. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for joining us here on the Carry On Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Judy Hines, and I thank you all again for joining. We are excited today because we have a young lady that's been in my life for a very long time, and I've watched her evolve over the years, and I've watched her show love and kindness over the years. I'm talking about Daphne Todd. Uh, I met her first in Flint, Michigan. And then from there, she has, what do they call it, matriculated, uh, I'll just say travel, <laughs> moved to the Texas area. But she has always had a big heart where children are concerned. And so I want us to give a big welcome today to Daphne Todd. Daphne, how are you today? Yes, ma'am. I'm doing fabulous, Mother. How are you? I'm doing great, and I'm glad you took the time to be on the podcast with us. It's like old girls having a chat today, and I feel very, very good about it. And I want our listeners uh, to find out a little bit about you today, Daphne. Tell them where you're from and tell them just about, you know, any little thing you want to share with the listeners on today. Yes, ma'am. Well, I was originally born in Chicago, but like you shared earlier, we met in Flint, Michigan um, at several church uh, services that you would come and minister at. And um, uh, my husband's job relocated us a couple of different times. After we left Michigan, we then moved to Ohio for about five years. And then his job relocated us again for the final time. And we are in Arlington, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas or a city um, outside of Dallas, mm-hmm. I should say. And this is where we have been residing now since 2015. Daphne, you have always had a love for children and you've always showed uh, that love. You were very passionate about it. Just such a big heart. When I met you, you were in the adoption process. I think I uh, I introduced you to your adoption. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You talk, surely did. Talk we to were, us. Yes, go ahead. We were at a service and you were ministering and there was a young lady who was a psalmist for you. And she worked at an adoption agency and she called you and told you about a little boy um, that she felt like um, the Lord wanted me uh, to adopt. And you called me and you put us on the three way. And that was the beginning of um, a passion that I had, but I didn't really know how to birth it, how to get it going, how to get it started. And um, that was a love for uh, children who were in the system or children who um, society overlooked or may have forgotten about. And so that was our first uh, adoption. And he is now a sophomore at the University of Michigan. Great, great, great. political science. That is wonderful because I knew him as a child, a little boy. And to see how love has groomed him and he has grown up to be a very confident young man, 
in college, uh, doing quite well. And now we come to to today where you have, I call it a house full. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Talk to us about that. Talk to us about that. Yes, ma'am. We currently have three children at home, ages 11, 7, and 5. Um, When they came into our care, um, they were six. Uh, let me see. Oh, no, they were five, two, and zero mm. um, when they came into our home. Yes, ma'am. And um, I met them actually through their mom. Um, there was a mentoring program. Um, we seemed to always um, connect with children through the parents. So, and pretty much most of the parents are young moms, and some of them have, you know, there's just a lot of different things kind of going on. And they just need a little mentoring, a little encouragement when it comes to their babies. And we met this particular mom and she was just going through some difficulties. And um, she reached out to us and she asked us, would we help her? Well, Um, you all don't just show love towards the children then. You're showing love towards the adults. You are becoming the mentors and the uh, 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 person that uh, provides counsel and and uh, shows uh, I guess adults. Um, yes, ma'am. What? Yes, ma'am. We have found that we have found that that has been the most successful way to be able to partner with a parent and to provide them with the support with their children. So that way they don't feel. Um, sometimes, if a parent feels guilt and shame, then the children suffer because of that because they 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 keep them hidden and put them in unsafe situations. But if we could develop a relationship with that parent um, to let them know that what they're going through is not uncommon, we're here to support, not to replace, um, then we're able to make a lot more progress. So we like to call it co-parenting. Um, um, we prov- even though the children reside with us and they've been with us many many years. We still maintain, um, I as an adult maintain relationship with the mom, sending pictures, providing updates, but the children are in our care 100%. And not only have we done this for ourselves, but other um, empty nesters or families that have an interest, when we make these connections with the moms, we bring in other families. And so we have a network of families that provide the same support of co-parenting. Um, and so we do it without any assistance from the state. We take on the sole responsibility of it all. My, 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 now that is love. That is love and kindness at the height of love and kindness. And when you take on this responsibility, uh, these children stay with you throughout the duration of their childhood. Uh, they, they, um, they spend their life is spent in your home um uh, and and you provide them with a um what what I call a a home that's safe a home that's uh full of love a home that's uh uh, uh full of of teaching and and parental guidance that they may need um what would you say is the hardest thing about what it is that you do the hardest thing is you don't know the level of trauma until it manifests, un- until it begins to reveal itself. Um, so sometimes we deal with children that are coming from 
very abusive situations. So you have a lot of nightmares and bed wetting, um, or you have children who have never been loved. So they don't, um, so the idea of being loved frightens them and they reject it because they only know one side of love, which is the abusive side. Um, so sometimes being in a home with it's, and it's quiet or it's clean, it's well-kept, there's a lot of love shown, they act out simply because it's unfamiliar to them. So being patient in that situation and not expecting a child to respond like an adult would. Um, I can remember one young man that we had in our care, well, he was a little boy actually, um, and he ended up um, going, we kept him for a few years until he was able to be placed out of state with his aunt. Um, he would have nightmares and he would get up out of his bed and not come to our room, but he would go in the closet and he would pull the basket in the closet and get behind the basket because he came from a home where there was a lot of abuse, a lot of fighting. So th the closet was his safe space. Um, so I, when I would go and try to get him out of the closet, he would um, fight me and, and not fight me in a way where I don't want you to touch me, but I want to go back to where I feel safe. Um, so it came to me, how, how about instead of me pulling him out of there, I go to where he is. So I would get my blanket and I would go and I would lay there on the floor with him. Oh, you have wits. And them. that's what <laughs> you yes, have wits. <laughs> See, because yes, that's that's called being sensitive and having uh, a, a a lot of uh, yeah, I would call it being sensitive uh, and being able to identify uh, with what yes, the child is going through, getting on the child's level. Uh, many years yes, ago, I was the. Uh, uh, head store director in 21 counties and uh, I also became a consultant for daycare child referral program and I would walk in a daycare and notice that the uh, uh, pictures were adult level and not child level and then I would yes, know that 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 level that that daycare was not providing adequate services for the children because everything yes, should be on the child's level. Everything should be. Yes, uh, you, you have to become childlike in order to be yes, effective at what you're doing. Uh, I know that uh, yes, this has not been easy. I know that it has not been uh, uh, roses every day. But I think. Yeah, <laughs> but I think you should be feeling pretty good about what it is that you do because you are providing a necessary uh, service in our society, in our community, saving our young people, uh, going after our young people, and, and at your expense, uh, at your expense. And I, I call that great love. I call that great love and kindness that you all are doing there in Texas. You have... Uh, uh, really showed over the years that this is your calling, this is your passion, and you do it well. You do it well. And so I want to commend you and your husband. I, I know that he's very involved also in yes, this. And yes, uh, uh, I want you all to uh, 
uh, share with the listeners just a little bit. I want you to share with the listeners just a little bit for those who might want to uh, get into uh, this line of love. I call it line of love and showing kindness. Uh, what would be some of the steps that they would have to take? Um, if they want to do it from a state perspective where there is uh, reimbursement and assistance, then, of course, reach out to their county foster care and adoptive agency so that they can, um, you know, complete the necessary applications and go through everything that way. Um, if they um, want to go a different route, which is the route that uh, myself and my husband and a few other families that we partner with go with what we started doing was just volunteering at local agencies and we began to develop relationships with some of the moms and some of the parents and just seeing how we could provide support that way um so there's a couple different avenues that they can take to do it and sometimes it's just as easy as if you belong to a community church seeing a single mom who may need some help or just it could be a family member because they do have a program that's called fictive kin um where you begin to provide assistance to a family member in the care of the children so sometimes it's just a family member a single parent um that may need some additional um help or mentoring in that area but there's so many avenues mother um for a person to to get um connected doing this it um we we really like the um transitional housing sometimes in shelters and sometimes it's good just to build a good relationship with uh with cps because sometimes cps are able to share um situations and um share situations situations where you may be able to get involved and be able to provide support and then to identify an age group like for us, we know we love the younger children. We like to sit between the ages of maybe zero and eight. Um, so that works for us. So, I, you know, even identifying an age group that would uh, best fit your lifestyle. I think what you just described is what they always told us. It takes a village to raise yes, a child. And so it takes yes, partnership to uh, do yes, the work that you're doing. It takes partnership and collaboration with other agencies, uh, with other yes, people, like-minded people, people who want uh, to uh, really make a change for the positive in the life of a, of a single child. And sometimes, as yes, you all found out, it's not just a single child. That child might have a, a sibling. And so you all have a total of three. Are the three that you have brothers and sisters? Yes, ma'am. That's another passion of ours is to keep siblings together because oftentimes they're split up and they they never see each other again. And that is um, that leads to just another level of trauma um, because they don't know where that sibling is. Um, so that is uh, always been our passion. And even with some of the other families that we network with is trying to keep siblings together. So, yes, ma'am, the three that we have in our care now our siblings, their biological siblings. And another set that we had, um, they were siblings at all too before they went with the aunt. Mm-hmm. I, I I want I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm saying to myself, I really thank God for my mom and daddy. 
because they had 10 of us and they kept us all together and uh we our family chain was not broken uh we were we grew up close and we're still close even though our parents are no longer no longer with us but they thought they taught us the value of being a close knit family a close knit family and so that's what i see uh when i look at you and your husband and look at the kids that you all have brought into your homes homes filled with love and care and a bring, you know you're providing a safe environment a safe environment well we're coming down to the end Daphne but you have uh, shed some light on a beautiful subject on today uh that is the subject of our children, our children, uh, making sure that they are not lost uh, in the cycle, lost uh, in in life, and providing them with the love and the care that they really do need. And I want to commend you and your husband for such a well-done job. And keep on keeping on. That's what I want to say to y'all. Keep on keeping on. Thank you so much for being a part of the Carry On Podcast. It has been very informative uh, and very enlightening on today. And this uh, was a well-needed subject. Well, listeners, you have heard it. This has been uh, the Carry On Podcast. Our guest was Daphne. Todd out of the Texas area and we have been dealing with a very very uh, important subject our children our children need love and kindness and so thank you again Daphne thank you for being on listen we'll be back on next Monday for another segment of the carry on podcast make sure you join us make sure you tell somebody about us and make sure you invite others on listen thank you for joining us again this has been your host Dr. Judy Hines carry on Know someone with an incredible story to share or actively working in their community to promote kindness? We'd love to tell their story. Please send your suggestions to the Carry On Podcast at gmail.com. Have a question about how to deal kindly with a difficult situation? Dr. Hines will take your question to her experts on a future episode. Please send an email that can be read on the podcast at the Carry On Podcast at gmail.com.